Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you know, maybe I don't respect my mother and my father. 
Um, I'm having a hard time with women. Um, you know, you're jumping around from woman to woman, or um, you just have this lust on you um, to want to be with other women, and you have a wife, or there's people out there we know in the world today, they're cheating on their, their, uh, their spouse on a regular, all right? They're cheating on their husbands. They're cheating on their wives. Uh, people are out there abusing kids. People are out there selling drugs, serving idolatry. There's so many different things out there that's going to make you ugly. And that image that we're supposed to have, <clears throat> that we're looking at, is supposed to be the inward man, which is supposed to be Christ in us. And Christ didn't do these things. So we're supposed to measure up to the image of Christ in, in the Most High God. Um, so we have to find out what it is we're supposed to look at when we look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So that man we're supposed to look at is the image of Christ. So that's how come we have to read the scriptures to find out what that image is and what that beauty that when we look in the mirror, what we're supposed to see. So Lord's will, we can bring that out with clarity today. And people, you know, I want you guys to really look in the mirror. That's going to be your assignment um, for today um, or tonight for those that's uh, listening in um, all over the world. Please um, look at yourself in the mirror and examine yourself and be real with yourself. And, and say self, you know, you know, I'm ugly. I need to fix these things inside of me. I need to realize what it is and keep it real with myself that I have lust issues inside of me that I need to overcome. There's so many different forms out there. So we need to cast out these demons. So we need to really try to beautify ourselves according to the scriptures. So with that, Lord, well, we're going to get started. Yeah, because as you were saying, a lot of people, when they uh, look at themselves, you know, this being a cardinal and selfish world, most people just look at themselves from the aspects of, you know, how do I, um, how my hair look, mm-hmm. um, do I have any scars or acne on my face or, you know, am I overweight? And those are basically the things that people look at. And, you know, and that's how even when it comes to judging a mate, you know, people look at a, a, a mate or a person on the beauty, out of beauty. But when we examine the scriptures, the scriptures tells us something else. You know, um, there's something that's more important than um, than the outer beauty that the Most High God is looking at. Because, you know, the outer beauty, somebody could be nice on the outside, but get ugly as heck on the inside. And also in this type of society that we live in, with so many problems going on in the world, a lot of people like to point the finger at other people. You know, whether they have a problem in their, in their relationship, it's the woman, or it's my husband, or whether uh, we have a lot of Israelite groups out there um, that talk about, well, it's the white man. But when you read the Bible, the Bible says that it's you. it was Israel, you know, yeah. because of their sins and because they broke the commandments of God, mm-hmm. that's why they fell and went into captivity. So how are you going to blame it on a, on a man when the, when the God said, look, it's you. You have to repent. You have to cleanse your ways. So, you know, that's why we all have to examine our ways. And when you check out the scriptures, he's telling us to uh, telling us to repent. Mm-hmm. And repentance means work on yourself. So we're going to pull out a couple of scriptures. Um, I want to I open up with uh, St. John's, the seventh chapter. St. John 7.24. St. John chapter 7, verse 24. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. Oh, I'm at the wrong one. That's 824. I'm sorry about that. St. John 7, 24. Judge not according to appearance, 
But judge righteous judgment. Yeah, because when you look at somebody judging a situation according to their appearance, mm-hmm. he's letting you know that that's not a righteous judgment, you know, because if you're judging to the appearance, you're not getting the proper understanding of something because it could look at one way and be another. Mm-hmm. You know, or somebody could look one way, somebody could look righteous and smile and look like the nicest person in the world, but yet could be the most evilest person on earth. Mm-hmm. And I have another example of that where Christ speaks about that. Um, give me that, uh, Matthew 23. Matthew 23, and we're going to take a look at, uh, um, start at verse 25. Matthew chapter 23, verse 25. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and access. So he tells them, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, because you make clean the outside of the cup. So what you see when you look at a cup, you see the outside. Because he's giving you an example of an outside of a cup, but he's really talking about a person. Mm -hmm. You know, you make yourself look good on the outside, Mm -hmm. but inside you're no good. Mm -hmm. You know, read that again. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye may clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and access. See? You may clean the outside of the cup and the platter. Hypocrites. He called them hypocrites because they were saying one thing, but yet they were doing another. So that made them ugly. Yeah. Read, read the next verse, please. Thou blind Pharisees. Clean first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. So, you see, Christ is giving us an example that we have to work on the inside. Clean the inside, the inner man. Make the inner man righteous, because that's the most important part. And if the inner man is right, the outside is going to be right. Mm-hmm. Right, you know? Verse 27. Yes. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto whited sepulchers, or... Yeah, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. See, check that out. You make beautiful the outside, but inside is filled with dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So the outside are looking beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Or it could be a woman. The outside of that person looks beautiful, but when you get to know that person, they're not so beautiful. You know, they're ugly. You know, because the most important part is dealing with the man inside. And that's always been the problem uh, for Israel in general because Israel always looked at, we the people of God, we the people of God, we got the commandments of the Most High, we got the, um, the land and this and that, but yet inwardly they were filled with sin. All right, read on, brother. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy. And iniquity. See, outside you look righteous to men, but within you're full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Iniquity means sin, so because that's what it's all boiling down to. Because of sins and and dealing evil and not doing the things which are righteous in the eyes of God, you're dirty. Because when we look at sins, we look at things like the most high command, like you shouldn't steal. When you see a person that's a thief, a person may look good, but is he a clean person? Is he somebody that that's right that you want to bring in your house? No, it's not. You don't want to bring that person in your house because they're going to be taking things, stealing things, and everything. 
So the, the good look don't mean nothing if you can't trust a person. Yeah, check this out. What about what about HIV out there? It's yeah. HIV running out there rampant, right? Mm-hmm. There's some good-looking women outwardly, but inwardly they got HIV. There's some good-looking men out there when, when women look at these men and be like, oh, that's a handsome dude. Oh, he looks fly. He looks, he looks nice. Mm-hmm. But inwardly, he got HIV. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> you've just been bamboozled by the outward appearance, not knowing mm-hmm. what the hell is going on inwardly. Exactly. Read the next verse on that too. So what's that? Verse 29? 28, I think. <clears throat> 28. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe unto you. So stri- stop there. Uh-huh. So basically he's saying woe unto you, which means destruction. Mm-hmm. Destruction unto you, because even though you may look good on the outward appearance, you may look all beautiful, but inside it's not so beautiful. Inside it's not so beautiful. So, you know, even in this society, we have a lot of times where you see people talk about a person that, yo, that's a good dude, because the type of character that person has, you know, is a person that you can trust, a person that's loyal. Mm-hmm. So those are important characteristics, and 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 uh, those things are not easy to find. Mm-hmm. Let's go to that scripture you had a whole lot before in Proverbs, Proverbs 6, 6 and 20. You got something you want to hit? Because uh, I'm going to go into the mirror thing in a minute after that. Well, I want to blend both of those in with these scriptures, but I'll, I'll wait till you go there and see what happens. Proverbs okay. 6? Yes. 623. 6 and 20. 6 and 20? Yeah, we started verse 20. Oh, okay. Verse 20. All right. Proverbs 6 and verse 20. <clears throat> My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thy heart, and tie them about, about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall leave thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee, and when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. <clears throat> For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. So check <clears throat> that out. So this, the scripture is telling us to bind the commandments upon our neck, meaning keep the commandments in our minds when we walk and the things of how we deal. Like I said earlier about stealing, um, fornication, all these things, we're supposed to remember these things as we walk and as we deal in the world. And it said, when we go, it shall keep us. And it says that the commandments is a light. And that's the part I really want where it talks about the commandment is a lamp and the law is a light. Because I give you myself for an example. When I first began to read the scriptures, it was a light that went off because I looked around the world and I'm looking at the commandments. And I'm like, wow, this world is evil and wicked as can be. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't really know the things that I was doing how wicked they were because until I read the laws of God and knew that they were against the commandments. I didn't really know that about idolatry, for example. I didn't know everything going on was idolatry. I didn't know Christmas, Easter, all this stuff that's going on in this world is idolatry. I didn't know that, but when I went into the, the commandments of God, a light came on, and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this world is all up in idolatry. Mm-hmm. Then when the scriptures tells a woman, when a woman finds a man and lie with her, they're supposed to be husband and wife, and I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, this world is all caught up in fornication. Yeah, a whole lot of it. You know, I see there's all fornication going on, stealing, all kind of wickedness going on in this world. So a light was turned on, which let me know, look, this is what's right, this is what's wrong. So when that light came on, I started to see that there was a lot of wickedness going on. All right, drop that. Give me another scripture. Get me um to add on to add on to that. Get St. John's the third chapter. 
3 John 3 and verse 19. Because when that light came on, I didn't only see that the world was wicked, but I also saw myself. Mm-hmm. It was like a mirror that showed me who I was spiritually. It showed me who I was spiritually that I was wicked. Not only the world, but myself. Mm-hmm. Not only the people I was dealing with, but me, the man in the mirror. The man who I was worried about the cosmetic looks and the clothes and the gear on my back and the jewelry and, and the car and things of that nature. There was a spiritual thing that I was not looking at that, look, I have issues. Not only the, when you open up the scriptures, you start to understand why the crime rate is so high. Because it's not just the drug selling that's that's causing crime. It's all the laws that's being broken. It's the stealing. It's the fornication going on. All these things cause the crime rate to be high. And I was guilty of that, too, because I was mixed up in fornication and things of that nature. I was mixed up in, in drug using and things of that nature. So I knew I had a lot of cleaning to do. Mm-hmm. So um, read that for me, Matthew 3, 19. Mm-hmm. Matthew, uh, no, St. John. Yeah, St. John. Sorry. Chapter 3, verse 19. And this is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. So light is coming to the world to show us what we do wrong is going into Christ and to understand he brought forth. But men don't want to come to Christ because they prefer to be in the dark, which is they prefer to be dealing with the works of Satan and the works of darkness than to come to the light and take a look at themselves. And we're going to show you that the mirror, that the spiritual mirror is the Bible. That we're supposed to look at ourselves mm-hmm. and measure ourselves up to. All right, read on them. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds shall be reproved. So check that out. So everybody that's doing evil, they don't want to come to this and look at themselves because their deeds are going to be reproved. It's, they're going to find out, oh, wow, I got to change. Mm-hmm. All those women I got, I got to cut them off and get me away. Mm-hmm. I can't be sleeping around with women. Like I'm doing because I'm not only defiling myself, but I'm being disrespected to this woman's brother, this woman's father. There's no love in it here. There's nothing but disrespect here. Mm -hmm. I'm being disrespectful to her mother, her sister, because I'm lying. First of all, you know, most of these dudes are lying to these women. Mm -hmm. And I'm breaking the commandments of God first and foremost. So that light came down, but men love darkness rather than light. They don't want to deal with that light. So yeah, read on, read on that to verse twenty-one. So uh, Saint John chapter three, verse twenty-one. But he where, that where did you leave off with? Uh, verse twenty. Yeah, yeah, read twenty then. Okay. For every um, verse twenty. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. See? But he that doeth truth cometh to the light. That his deeds may be um, made manifest that they are wrought in God. So when that light comes on, if you want to really deal with yourself and be a man of truth, you're going to come to the light so your deeds will be made manifest that they are wrought in God because you're going to look at this mirror, this word, and you're going to adjust yourself accordingly according to the scriptures. And the things that you see that are ugly, you're going to put those things off so that the beauty of the scriptures could be within you in the inner man. Let me, let me let me add to it. Um, every time we go into this topic about from darkness to light, every time we talk about that, um, I like to always bring out the point that when you're in a dark area or a dark cave or wherever you're at, you're lost and, and it's just pitch black. It's, it's so dark. 
How does one come out of darkness? To look for that light to come up out of that darkness. It's it's common sense. You know, you're trying to find darkness. If you're trapped somewhere in darkness, you're looking for the light. So if you see a little bit of light, that's where you're supposed to run to. You're going to run to that light. You're going to mm-hmm. be jetting. You're going to be booking because you need to come up out of that darkness. You know, you locked in the cave somewhere. you you underground or whatever. You're trying to get to the light to come up out of that, that darkness, man. So you're going to run to the light. And that's how we're supposed to run to Christ. You know, once you start seeing the light, seeing that you're committing fornication, seeing that you're committing idolatry, see that you have you have hatred in your heart, right? You're supposed to run to that light. You're supposed to run to that understanding. We're supposed to run to the Bible. It says, study to show thyself um, approved unto God. So we're supposed to study, read, and start applying, start understanding. We've got to run to that light because, believe it or not, people, we are in darkness out in this world. And within ourselves, there's darkness still inside of us, and we need, to, we need to continuously run to the scriptures and understand more so we can come up out of that dark situation that we're in. But a lot of people don't realize that. Like you said earlier, the reason why the street and the ghetto is the ghetto is because where is the darkness at? The selling of the drugs, that's darkness. Killing each other on the streets, that's darkness. So how do we come up out of that? We got to run to the scriptures, and then we're not going to sell drugs to one another. We're not going to use drugs. I'm not going to sleep with my neighbor's wife. You see what I'm saying? So it's going to be less crime. So that's going to be less darkness among us. But we have to run to that light, meaning we have to run to the scriptures and get understanding. So, so I'm going to read this again, um, St. John 3 and uh, um, 19. I'm going to read it all the way down to 21. <clears throat> all right. And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light. So they rather sell drugs. You see what I'm saying? They rather kill one another. They rather cheat on, on, on their husbands and wives. They rather sleep with their neighbor's wife. You see what I'm saying? They rather, um, I don't know, um, um, lay with beasts. And, and, and um, they, they rather... Uh, Lay with children and rape children They'd rather kill people This is what's going on in the world So they love that People love that darkness They don't want to find out that they have to change and reprove themselves So guess what They want to live in darkness They like the way the world is operating now Who wants to fix the world Those that want to run to the light Those that want to run to Christ But those that don't don't want to change Don't want to stop hustling Don't want to start, stop um, committing crime Guess what? They enjoy the, the darkness. They love it. They embrace it. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. They hate the Bible, brother. They hate Christ. They don't want to be corrected. You see? Neither cometh to the light. They ain't coming to no scripture. You talking about December 25th is the... The worship of the sun, and you start breaking it all down. Man, they hate that. They don't want to hear that. They still putting up the Christmas trees. They still buying their gifts. They don't want to hear that. Lest there's these to be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light. So when you hear the truth, which is the scriptures, and you start understanding that you can't commit adultery, you start understanding that you can't steal from people to make a living, that you got to get a job like the Bible says to make a living. You see, then you're going to run to the light. You're going to come to the light that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Exactly, exactly. Um, I want to go to scripture to show 
that this word is a mirror. I want to pull three quick scriptures mm-hmm. to lay that, you know, understanding out there. Um, first one I want to pull out is Wisdom of Solomon. Wisdom of Solomon, the seventh chapter. Because when we look at ourselves, we're supposed to look at ourselves when you talk about a um, spiritual aspect, which is the most important part. We're supposed to be able to look at ourselves and measure ourselves up to the word of God. Because that's why God gave us his word in the first place. So we can examine our deeds and make sure our deeds are in line with his word. So yeah, Wisdom of Solomon 7. Read, um, the point I want is at 26, but let's read 24 just so everybody know what this is talking about. For wisdom is more moving than any motion. So the wisdom, like we always say on the show, is talking about the words of God. Mm-hmm. That's what he means when he talks about wisdom. Now, verse, jump down to verse, the point I want in 26. You don't want me to finish reading? No, you don't have to finish. I just want to let everybody know he's talking about right. wisdom. All right, verse 26. For she is the brightness of the everlasting light, the unspotted mirror of the power of God and the image of his goodness. So the unspotted mirror of God and the, the glory of the image of his goodness. So when you read the scriptures, you get in the line. It's lining up on how we supposed to be, the, the spiritual image we supposed to be in to be in line with the Father. Like we did the um, the topic before about uh, the beauty of the Lord, the image, or oh, the image, oh okay, the image of God. Yeah. So we supposed to align ourselves up with His Word because His Word is letting us know the things He liked and the things He dis dislike. So we have to line up with the things He liked and be like Him because even when Christ came, mm-hmm. He walked according to the words in the Scriptures. He kept the commandments of the Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. and that's who. If we are to be like him, we have to keep the same commandments. And these are the things that will make us beautiful mm-hmm. spiritually, you know, and that beauty will show outwardly also. What's so hard about the scripture, though, is uh, people got to really key on is is because um, of the topic that we're going in today, you know, um, the man in the mirror, the unspotted mirror of the power of God and the image of his goodness. Because, like we said earlier, when a person looks in the mirror, you know, I like to really explain it because the way the women, you know, they don't play around, boy. They get in that mirror, and they get themselves <laughs> together. You know what I mean? They do their hair. You know what I'm saying? They get their makeup. They look at their face. They, you know, wherever their blemishes are, they try to cover them up. Mm-hmm. They got the eyes on um, the mascara. They got all these different things they put on their face mm-hmm. to beautify themselves, and they look in the mirror. Now, before they leave that mirror... You know, they look real good because when they leave that mirror, they know they a okay. They they look beautiful, mm-hmm. right? And they move on. Well, that's the image when we look at ourselves in the mirror with God. You know what I mean? We're supposed to look at ourselves like that and beautify ourselves and keep it real with ourselves. Something's not right with me, man. I need to work on this because I'm ugly. You can't cover it up with mascara, brother. You can't cover it up with makeup. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and we got to make sure that we really cleanse ourselves inwardly. You know, and get rid of that that thought that we have of lust inside of us. Because when we look in that mirror, you'll see you ugly as hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And in order to really, when you read the scripture, the unspotted mirror of the power of God, because we are spotted. You know what I mean? And to be unspotted is to be cleansed 
by the blood of Christ, but also going into the word of Christ to be that new creature. Exactly. So we got to learn what it is what it is to be spotted, meaning those blemishes that we have in us, to now cleanse ourselves so we don't have those blemishes. Purge them out. And, and that's how you look in the mirror, because the true mirror is the, is the Bible. When you, when you open it up and you study it, mm-hmm. and that's the image. This is the mirror we're supposed to be looking at, not no literal mirror. You know, you look and try to beautify yourself. We're talking about the Bible. So that's why the people got to understand. Keep it real with yourself now. Don't don't be fronting. If you got grudging inside of you, you look in the, in the Bible, you got that in you, well, work on that. So you could be have that, um, what the Bible says, the unspotted mirror of the power of God. Yeah, that's a very good point. Because, like we said earlier, it's that light has come on, and you don't mm-hmm. only see the weakness that's in the world, but within yourself. That's right. And you got to check your deeds, you know, the different things you're doing. Is this lining up, or is this evil? Mm-hmm. Is uh, the idolatry I'm committing. I have to stop that, because that's spots. That's right. That's on me. That's blemishes that's on me, mm-hmm. that I have to clean up. Um, the stealing, the fornication, the, the drugs, whatever it is that you have that's... Mm-hmm. Not according to the scriptures, the anger, the hatred that you have and that you bear. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things we have to look at ourselves and look in the scriptures and see that these things are evil and they're not of God, but they are of Satan. Uh, 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 one more thing, too, because sometimes people don't realize that they're ugly. Honestly, some people yeah. don't know. Like, even me and yourself, we're going to find out later on, the more we read, the more we study, we find out that we are spotted. And like, oh, snap, I didn't even know I had that in me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... But how do we find that out, bro? We have to read. We read it and we understand it. And then people around us is, is, is pulling our coattails sometimes saying, yo, bro, let me holler at you. Or yo, sister, let me holler at you. I just want to tell you something, you know, because maybe you you have lack of understanding. And I want to give you some understanding. Because that's part of this ministry, too, is, is to understand that we're looking out for one another. So if there's something inside of us that's wrong, and you may not see it. But somebody else may bring it out because the most high sent a messenger to you. Of un- with understanding to bring it to you. So now you got to check yourself. You got to look in the mirror again and see, man, is that really inside of me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I need to check myself and examine myself. And that's part also because a lot of people don't realize what they're doing out there is wrong. That's how come we teach the word of God to bring it out so they can now look at the unspotted mirror. Yeah, because this is the word that's going to cleanse the world. Mm-hmm. This is the word that's why the kingdom is going to be such a beautiful place because mm-hmm. the the word of God is going to be kept. Everybody's going to be walking in the commandments of the Most High. And, that you know, a lot of people, when they look at the kingdom, they always look at the, I always use this example, they always look at the um, the riches and the power and glory, but what about the peace and harmony? What's causing that peace and harmony? The man in the mirror, man, we follow these scriptures. Everybody's going to be following the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let's go to James. Let's go to James um, chapter 1 to further bring out that man in the middle. Oh, you got something? You want to do that? No, that's great. All right. No, I lost my spot with this, but I'll find it. Okay. All right, James 1. Um, 22. James chapter 1, verse 22. Now we're getting to it. Um, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So when we look at the Bible, we can't just uh, look and see what it's saying mm-hmm. or go to church or go to class and hear a brother preaching the word and just hearing it and knowing that we're not doing it, that these are blemishes within ourselves and ugly things that's on us. We spiritually ugly and we don't make no change. We don't make no adjustment 
adjustment, but we continue doing the same things that are contrary to the to the uh, unspotted mirror exactly. of God. Exactly. How are we going to continue doing things that's contrary to the unspotted mirror? <laughs> Don't make no sense. Doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. That's like you know you're ugly, but you love being ugly. Yeah, I, I love it. This is beautiful to me. Yeah, you know you're dirty, <laughs> but you love being dirty. Yeah, man. <laughs> You know drugs is bad for your body, but you love to keep doing drugs. You know your anger is breaking up your marriage, but you love to keep being angry. That's right. You love to hold a grudge, even though you know it's ruining your life. Because, because, <laughs> you know, beauty, beauty lies in the eye of the beholder. You see what I'm saying? So that's how come we read those scriptures earlier about darkness. People um um, love darkness rather than light mm-hmm. is because their beauty is selling drugs. Their beauty is fornication. So to them, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? The words of God to them is ugly. You know, and that's sad. You know, that's why a lot of people really gotta understand what is what is what is beautiful in the eyes of the Most High. We're gonna go to more scriptures on that to add to it. But some people really think, brother, selling drugs is a beautiful thing. Man. Yeah. Um, sleeping with a lot of women is a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they really do. And to them, that's beautiful. They even have conversations about it. They come together and hang out, have drinks and party on this occasion of being beautiful, bragging about how many women they slept with. They think that's beautiful, bro. But you know what it is also is selfishness. Mm-hmm. Because are, are, are you hurting the woman that you're sleeping with? Are you hurting the woman's uh, brothers and Father and things of that nature Is that something they, mm-hmm. Because if they all think it's beautiful Then we really This shows you how sick society is Because I know I don't want nobody sleeping with my daughter That that don't want That's not a husband That's not a true image of what we're talking yeah, about Yeah, that's not here. a true image of God That's right. not going to walk in righteousness And treat her according to the scriptures That's going to break your heart man. Because he's gonna, I know he's going to do evil He's going to do evil to her Exactly so it's a part, you know, it's partial that people are selfish, and another part of it is ignorance. Exactly. Because when you're looking at this, that's an evil mind to think that selling drugs is beautiful. That's an evil mind to think, you know, even women out there that strip for money. And, you know, there's, you know they really put their heart into these things, man. Yeah. You know, and um, running around here, sleeping with all these different people, even homosexuals, you know, they think in their eyes it's beautiful. God knows my heart. You know, a man can marry a man or a woman can marry a woman. To them, it's beautiful. Mm. And we know that the Bible does not speak of that in the scriptures. So that's ugly according to the Most High. So that's how come people got to look in the scriptures about being unspotted. Yeah. The scriptures talk about that unspotted mirror. You're not unspotted, homie. If you a man marry another man, you spotted. Something wrong. And you need to repent. You lack knowledge, but some people believe to them that's beauty, man. And I know we're killing it, but yeah. we gotta let yeah. people know that you gotta come up out of that mindset and understand what is true, true beauty according to the scriptures. Yeah. A lot of it, like we said, like I was saying, is selfishness. Because even when you look at the, the drug dealer, he's making money, mm-hmm. but look how many people he's hurting and destroying. Exactly. He's not concerned about that. All he's concerned is about he's making money. He's able to go on trips. He's able to buy this and buy all these material things. Mm-hmm. But inside, he's a dead person. He's an ugly person. Full of dead men's bones, like we read in, in uh, Matthew 23. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Outwardly, mm-hmm. it looked glorious and beautiful. It looked real good. Outwardly, when you're driving them whips and got that gold and that jerry and that bling bling, got all that money, 
probably going to the gym looking all good to you females. It looks beautiful outwardly, but inwardly dead men bones. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go on. Um, verse 23, I'm going to read it again. Or no, verse uh, 22. Yeah, oh, 23. Okay, 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he, they go that mirror. You're looking at yourself in the glass, and the mirror, like we said before, is the word of God. He's going to bring it out right here. Mm-hmm. Right? For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. So you looked in the mirror, you mean you looked in the scriptures, and you saw, exactly. Thou shalt not commit fornication. Mm-hmm. And you went on, you read it, and you went on, and you continued to commit fornication. Right? I'm going my own way. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care. I want to be a fornicator. I want to do that. I enjoy it. It feels good. It's beautiful to me. So he he forgot the dirty part in him. Mm-hmm. He forgot that he had dirt on his face. He didn't go wash his face. Exactly. He just continued. I like the dirt on my face. Yeah, I like the boogers in my nose. <laughs> this is what you're supposed to see when you look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You blow your nose. Get a washcloth. Get some soap. Wash it off. Yeah. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgiveth what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, see that let you know that mm-hmm. mirror is talking about the words of this Bible, mm-hmm. the perfect image of God, the unspotted image, the unspotted mirror that we we read in um, Wisdom of Solomon. But whosoever look into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So this person looked and saw that, oh, man, I'm in fornication. Yeah, man. I got to stop. I got to work on this. I got I to gotta correct this because this is ugly. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm in idolatry. Mm-hmm. Christmas is idolatry? Yo, I got to stop doing I got to stop dealing with this. I'm not... I can't forget that. I'm I'm committing idolatry against God. Mm -hmm. And look how beautiful it is, you know, to them. You know, they see all the lights. You know, it's a beautiful thing. We go shopping. It's all exciting. I get gifts for somebody. I'm secret Santa. You know what I'm saying? I'm buy you a gift. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hitting you off with this gift. You don't even know what it is. You are surprised when you open it. Oh, my God, I always wanted this. So to you, you know, that's a whole beautiful, to you, it's a whole beautiful um, image, a whole beautiful thing that you're involved in, but you don't understand it's, it's not beauty in the eyes of God mm-hmm. because God didn't give us this day to worship him. He didn't give us that understanding. Where is that in the Bible and the instructions and the day that you keep it? And this is the rites and ceremonies of it. Like, it's not there. So that's not coming from the most high God, mm-hmm. you know? So how are you inspired again? By his image? Because his image is through the knowledge of him. It ain't through the appearance of him, his face. I was talking about the image being his instructions, his knowledge, his wisdom. And where do we find that? In the Bible. So that's not beautiful in his eyes. Because you walk, first of all, you're walking in lies. Mm-hmm. In something that's false. And that's really a worship of Satan. And it's being made, made known to you, and you continue to do it regardless. I'm going my own way. Let's go to one more scripture mm-hmm. with that um, Second Corinthians, the third chapter. Second Corinthians, chapter three. Um, we'll go right to the point, verse eighteen. Second Corinthians, chapter three, verse eighteen, and it reads: 
But we are with open face beholdeth as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. See, so the scripture says, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, because like the scripture tells us that Christ is the word. Christ kept all the commandments. He walked in the commandments of the Most High perfectly. So when we see the scriptures, we see that perfect image of Christ. And that's the image we have to be converted into. Because he is the mirror. He is the mirror. Mm-hmm. And we, if we're followers of the Most High, and we want to be right in the eyes of God, we want to be righteous, we want to be clean, mm-hmm. we are changing to the same image mm-hmm. from glory to glory, even by the Spirit, which is the Word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because this Word is going to change us into that same image of the beauty of the unspotted mirror of God. Remember when Christ said, um, to the people, he said, when you see me, you see the Father. Exactly. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Point. Yeah. Because, check this out, be perfect as your Father is in heaven. So when when, when they all see Christ, Christ was saying, listen, you know, I, I am the Father. The Father's yeah. in me, and the Father's me, and I'm him. Why? Because we have one mind. And we follow the same purpose, the same thing. So why does the scripture say, Examine yourselves. Know ye not yourselves that Christ is in you? Mm. Because when we look in the mirror, we're supposed to see Christ yeah. in us. We're supposed to see Christ in ourselves and, yeah. in, and in each other. Exactly. That's how come we're supposed to be the image of Christ. Paul said what? Follow me as I follow who? Christ. Exactly. So it all boils down to the instructions of how Christ walked. And he led, he led by example how to walk. Right? So now the scripture tells us that we are, all of us, the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So that means we're supposed to be like Christ. (laughs) So we have to learn more about him, people, and walk in his life. So when we look in the mirror, we're supposed to see Christ. And if we don't see him, then something's wrong. And we need to work on that, you know? Because that's that true beauty Mm -hmm. that we're supposed to be walking in. And that's the true image that we were created to be in. Mm Mm-hmm. And outside of that is corruption. We became corrupt by this evil world and by the powers of Satan. No doubt. What you have? Oh, I got a couple things you already know. Um, I want to go, even though we brought out some of those points, right, I want to bring out, highlight a little bit more. First Peter's, you know, we went to this scripture when we deal with the subject all the time. So let's go to First Peter's 3. Because <clears throat> okay. yeah, there's a couple points to bring out when you pull out this scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, it highlights it a lot more, even though we, we explained some things we're dealing with it already. So first Peter's three, um we're gonna read uh we're gonna start at verse three. First okay. mm-hmm. <clears throat> Peter's three and three. Whose adoring, let it not be that outward adoring of plaiting of the hair mm-hmm. and of wearing of gold. And a putting on of apparel. So when we see this, you know, because we went into it earlier, but for those that just tuned in or just to add on to it, who's adoring, let it not be that outward adoring of the plain of the hair. So, you know, women, they always like to get these fancy different braids in their hair and look real fly, you know. Mm-hmm. So they get their hair did and it looks gorgeous to them, right? And even and even looks gorgeous to us men when we see it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And then you also see uh, the wearing of gold, you know? So you, you got certain jewelry people wear and, and it brings out, you know, more beauty, like, you know, the earrings, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. rings, the necklace, 
you look good. Yeah. You know? So then now you move on, it says to put it on of apparel. So now it's going to your clothing, your gear, what you yeah. put on. So we all know when we see a woman, you see you see everything we just said, look she got her hair done, she looks gorgeous. Look look at her look at her. She got her gold on, her jewelry on, she looks real good. And then you see her apparel, look at her clothes. That's the way I like a woman to dress. Yeah. She looks gorgeous, you know? And and we understand that that is beauty. Mm-hmm. There's beauty in that. Read it one more time, verse 3, though. Who's adoring, let it not be that outward adoring mm-hmm. of plaiting of the hair and of wearing of gold mm-hmm. and of putting on of apparel. So it's saying let it not be, meaning don't put all your mind into that as being beautiful to you. That's a form of beauty. We understand that. And, it, and it's okay to, to have that. But a lot of people put all their might into that, brother. Mm-hmm. Instead of the scriptures say, put all your might into who again? The Most High God. Exactly. Put all your might into understanding him and his knowledge. Put all your might into that. So a lot of women out here are lost in the sauce out here, brother. You know, because they, they put this image on what we're talking about. And they put all their thought into getting their nails done. You know, getting their pedicure, their manicure. You know, getting their hair done. You know, looking all beautiful outwardly. Getting their gear, getting their clothes. Oh, child, let's go out to the mall. Let's go shopping. You know what I'm saying? So I want to look good. Yeah, we're going out tonight, girl. You know, all that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not working on that inner beauty. You're just so worried about how beautiful you are outwardly. And then check this out. It's even worse in this world today, in the society today, because now they're taking it too far. They're getting all this plastic surgery. Yeah, yeah. They're getting Botox. They're getting breast buttocks implants. implants. They're getting breast implants. They're taking it too far. So they you no trying job. exactly. So you're telling me that they're not putting their all into being beautified hourly? Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's exactly. exactly what they're doing. Taking it too far, brother. So now let's see the flip side. Let's read verse four. Okay. Um first Peter's three and four. Mm-hmm. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. See? But on the flip side, let it be the hidden man of the heart. And we just been going into all this. Yeah. So you're getting all beautified, you you getting everything done, you're looking all good, you you looking fly, you feel confident. And the hidden man is is that's the one you can't see. It's hidden. That's right. So people don't see that until they start communicating with you. Mm-hmm. And they start dealing with you. Then you're like, wow, this person is genuine. Exactly. There's a real person here. Exactly. Because the same way, see, this is what the message is in the scripture here. When you have a spiritual eye, you can see it. Because see how beautiful we just explained. There's beautiful women out there that do all that in verse 3. They got all the clothes and the jewelry. They got their hair there. They got a beautiful, beautiful face. But yet they single. Yeah, they single, but I wonder why. But anyway, that's another story. But but not just that, but even being single or whoever, being with someone, the whole point I'm trying to make is is that people see it outwardly how beautiful they are, mm-hmm. right? But look at the hidden man. Because when when a true man of God or a true woman of God Look at the, the inward man, how beautiful he is or how beautiful that man is. The outward stuff ain't that important now because it's like, yo, this man is really beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't believe how beautiful he is. She's in awe from the inward beauty in this man. Just like we're in awe when we see an outward appearance of a woman that's beautiful because that's who we're supposed to fall in love with. Yeah. You see, not fall in love with that outward beauty. Don't get it twisted. There's nothing wrong with outward beauty. 
But people are focused on the wrong thing, man, put all their might into that. When all your might should be on the inward beauty of an individual and not the outward beauty. And you judge it wrong. Because a lot of those people that have that outward beauty, there's a lot of issues they have because the person they are inside is not a good person. Exactly. You know, like you'll have a person that, yeah, you may be real beautiful, but she has many children that she's not even taking care of. Mm -hmm. Because she's so busy trying to go out and find a man to lay down with. Mm-hmm. And she's not taking care of her home. Her home is not being taken care of. Her morals, she has no morals. Her morals are not in the right place. Mm-hmm. She's sleeping around with different men. Mm-hmm. She's doing drugs. Mm-hmm. She's doing all type of things which make her a poor mother mm-hmm. and a poor example to her children. Exactly, and then vice versa, also with the men. You know, you yeah, know, same thing with the men. You know, a man could look real good outwardly. Matter of fact, let's plug that scripture while, we, while we're talking about this. Hold, hold First Peter three because we're well, we definitely not done with that. Um, go to Ecclesiastes in the apocrypha. Let's just pull that out while we're on this topic. And um, Ecclesiastes chapter eleven, and let's just read verse two <clears throat> while we're harping on this now. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of people don't really have the knowledge of the Most High God to understand how to judge, mm-hmm. you know, and how, according to the scriptures, that it is approved in the eyes of the Most High God, who is a beautiful man, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, we, um, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 2. Commend not a man for his beauty. Stop there. So commend is really going to what we just said, like don't approve him for his looks, mm-hmm. you know. Don't, don't accept him because he looks good the way you like him outwardly. And he just seems like he got it all. Everything that you like, everything that turns you on, you know, he's the one to you. Because you're judging him, like we said earlier, about the outward appearance, about what turns you on outwardly. Neither abhor a man for his outward appearance. Yeah, on the flip side. You know, a lot of people are hated because of of the opposite of how a man looks. He might not look appealing to you. Yeah. You know, in, in your eyesight, in the eyes of a beholder, you know, beauty of the eyes is in the eyes of a beholder. So to you, he might not look like the way you like a man, you know, but don't don't hate him for that. Because that, guess what, homegirl? He might be the one that is beautiful. He might be the one inwardly that is beautiful, you know, but you're looking at the wrong things. That's why you keep picking the wrong man. You know what I mean? Because you're abhorring him because he doesn't turn you on outwardly on certain things or certain values. But morally... <laughs> He's following Christ exactly. You know, you passed up on him Because you wanted to be with a drug dealer You passed up on him Because he ain't, he, ain't, he ain't rich enough for you He ain't got enough money, he poor You judging him for the wrong things But did you judge him according to the scriptures But you approved this drug dealer You know You approved this rapper You know, you approved this This, 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 this uh, abuser This man that's beating up on you every day Because he looked good outwardly but you picked him, and you passed up on the good thing. And this this is the thing that we have to understand according to the scriptures, because we're lost. We've been brought up in darkness, yeah, in the ways of it. So we don't understand what beautiful is anymore. We don't know because we ran from it from so long. Now we think what is ugly is beautiful. And this is the message that we're trying to get across to the people out here today. To let let everyone understand that we have to get more into the knowledge of the most high, excuse me, most high God to know what is beautiful. You know. Now let's go to. Uh, well, let me read verse four. I'm gonna jump to four. Okay. Boast not, boast not of thy clothing and remnant, mm. and exalt not thyself in the day of honor. 
For the works of the Lord are wonderful, and his works among men are hidden. Mm. It's just like the scripture we read about the hidden man. Yes, because the person that's keeping the commandments, you may not see the wisdom that's in that person mm-hmm. until you have that person as a friend or, or associate, then you know that. You, you can Then you begin to understand the moral qualities of that person mm-hmm. and the integrity of that person. If that person is not going to lie to you, if they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. If they're a person of their word, they're not going to steal from you. Mm-hmm. you know, they're not, they're not going to try to do evil to you. So they, they, there's great value there, which you would not find in a regular person in the world. That's not dealing with the knowledge of God. Even the part very rare. Mm-hmm. Even the part in the first where it says boast not about clothing and that arrangement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's going right back to that apparel again, that you're yeah. clothing again. A lot of people are really caught up into that world, man. They, you know, their clothes and looking all good and certain clothes that they buy and things like that. You know, and a lot of people are caught up in that. Let's move on. Let's go. Matter of fact, hold First Peter still, but let's go back. To the scripture we went to earlier in uh, Proverbs 6. I always like to balance it out when we deal with this. We deal with the, the man part, and let's deal with the woman part. You know? Right. like to balance it out. So, uh, Proverbs, let's go back to Proverbs 6. But this time, let's start at verse 23. <clears throat> this is where I thought you were going to go at that time, but, but that's cool. Proverbs 6, 23. Mm-hmm. For, the commandments, for the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. And reproofs of instruction are the way of life. So when you see here, we always bring this out about the light. And we talked about it earlier about the darkness. If you're in darkness, how the heck do you get out of darkness? In today's time, we use a flashlight. Back in the day, they used some kind of lamp or candle, whatever you, whatever they used to get up out of that light, right? Mm-hmm. So the Most High God is trying to use that as an analogy of, yo, it doesn't make any sense. When you're going to walk in darkness, you're going to trip over stuff. You might fall over a cliff, whatever. You're going to fall into some kind of danger. Yeah. But when you have a light, you could avoid certain things. You could watch out what's around you. You could see what's around you. So you'll be aware of danger. That's what you need that light for. Mm-hmm. All right? So uh, read verse 24. To keep thee from the evil woman. So you need that light to keep thee from an evil woman. And that light is the scriptures in Christ. So you know what to pick. So now I'm talking about the man now. How do you pick a righteous woman again? According to the scriptures, because you've been picking the wrong ones all your life. And the reason why, because you didn't have that light, man. You know, you kept picking, you kept because you loved evil. See, part of your lust still was in that evil mindset. So you didn't know what was evil and what was good. You didn't know what was darkness and what was light because you didn't understand the scripture. So now you got to put your mindset on to pick that woman now. Yeah, you didn't know how to judge properly. Exactly. Now, um, read verse 24 again. To keep thee from the evil woman. Mm Mm-hmm. From the flattering of the tongue of a strange woman. Yeah, she's saying all the words that you like to hear. All those sweet nothings. You know what I'm saying? Even though she's evil as hell, she's turning you on by her communication. Read on. Lust not after her beauty in thy heart. Check that out. Lust not after her beauty in thy heart. So it's going right back into that beauty again. Because this woman looks like the way you like them. A big button, a smile, all that good stuff. Right, um, smell good, you know, everything have that communication. Everything we read in first Peter's the third chapter the gold, the apparel, mm-hmm. the braiding of his hair, and mm-hmm. everything. She got all that, she got it all, man, the way you like them. So, you know, but God is saying, Listen, man, are you walking in light while you choosing this woman? Are you walking in light while you're trying to be involved with this woman? You know, so let's and one of the things a lot of men do that they don't understand is that 
Mm-hmm. They'll run into a woman like that that be one, willing to deal with them, and the woman already have a man. Yeah. And they won't care. Nah. Why? Because they're in darkness, and they don't understand mm-hmm. the wickedness that they're dealing with. That's the way we used to roll, so exactly. we, we know exactly what they think. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. So uh, read... Uh, Verse 26. Read, finish out uh, 25 again. Lust not <clears throat> after her beauty in thy heart, mm-hmm. neither let her take thee with her eyelids. You know, we talk about that a lot. We went over this in class. You know that look a woman give you. You know, a, a man a man that's uh, in the scriptures really understands, you know, when you least live this life through experience and now, you know, you found God, you used to live the life of, of fornication, now you found God. You know that look. And people out in that world know that look a woman give you like, yeah, I'm about to take her home. Mm-hmm. It's that look that you know that she likes you. She's interested in you. She's undressing you with her eyes. So you know, you know, there's 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 something going on there. So the most high God is letting us know that according to the scriptures. Neither let her take thee where her eye lives. Because there's gonna be women out there, us men in the scriptures, that's gonna be after us. You know? And don't fall for the okie doke. Get that flashlight. Get that light so you can find out and watch out for that danger. Because you don't realize that you're in darkness and, and you got to keep that image in your mind what is light while you're dealing with a woman because they catch you with them eyes and you, you be like the hell with the light. She look good. And then you're not really thinking that you're, you're in danger again. You know? Yeah, you, you put away the light. Exactly. But if you're using the light, you got to make sure that she's using the light also. Exactly. Because she has to be in the light. For you to deal with it. Exactly. Jump down to verse uh, 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 29. So he that go in to his neighbor's wife, whosoever touch her shall not be innocent. Yeah, because that's what's going on out in the world today, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of this is going on because this woman, matter of fact, I, I messed up. Jump to verse 26 again. I mean, read verse 26. That's what I meant to read before I jump to 29. Bring that out first. Right. For by the means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. Mm-hmm. And, a, and and the adulteress mm-hmm. will hunt for the precious life. So this beautiful woman that we're talking about, she's a whore. Because she has that mindset. I don't care how beautiful she is or how fine she is or whatever. You check, know. check out the precept. The precept said, the woman of a man mm-hmm. or a man's wife. And why is she a whore? Because she's already dealing with another man. Yeah, she's already dealing and with And she want to give you some. She still want to give you some of that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But we know it's bad stuff. But that's what she wants to do. But she's already committed to another man. So, But she's a whore according to the scriptures. But the world doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. That's how they roll. Because mm-hmm. they, they rolling without a light. Mm-hmm. They rolling without the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. So to them, that's okay. It's fine because according to their rules, we can do this. We can, we can creep. You're going to be my jump off. We can do this. But not really understanding that the scriptures is saying that you're supposed to have that, that them commandments, that law, which is that light. So you could be aware of the darkness out there, which these women are out here. And so you got to be aware of that. Jump down now to verse 29. Let's read that before we take a break. I know we're going to yeah. take a break. Jump down to 29. So he that goes into his neighbor's wife. So now that man decided, let's say he decided now to go into his neighbor's wife. Which is a very ugly thing. Yeah, very ugly thing because you're rolling in darkness now. Because that's why God said, keep that lamp, keep that light, for the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instructions are the way of life. 
eternal life. The kingdom, make it to the kingdom, the entrance to the kingdom, to keep thee from an evil woman. So that's the whole foundation of what the story is talking about. So to keep you from an evil woman, you got to be careful out there. You're right. So read verse uh, 29 again. So he that go in to his neighbor's wife, mm-hmm. whosoever touch her shall not be un- shall not be innocent. Yeah, you're not innocent when you roll in that kind of spirit. And a lot of people think they are, though. Yeah. So you're ugly, too. Exactly. When you look in that mirror, you see that you're ugly as hell mm-hmm. because look at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I know we want to take a break, but jump down to verse 20, uh, 32 before we take that break. But whosoever commit adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. Check that out. Read it one more time. But whosoever commit adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. Yeah, because this is why we read these scriptures so we can have more understanding on how to deal. And, um, you know, if you, you have your eye on, on a woman in this manner, you know something's wrong. That's why be careful out there. You know, for, for a lot of us men that's out here, you know, you got to be careful on who it is you're dealing with because especially – we just read right here. She got a husband. She got a man. Mm-hmm. What are you even even thinking about dealing with her for? You know. Mm-hmm. So th- this is something she's not allowed to have two husbands now. Is she? Exactly. Where's that in the scriptures? But go ahead. He that does it destroy his own soul. So do, would you like to destroy your own soul? Absolutely not. So when you see the scriptures, it talks about um it talks about for the commandment is a lamp and the law is light. And the reproofs, meaning corrections, right, to correct um, of instructions are the way of life. So to make it into the kingdom, these scriptures are the way that we're going to enter. So the Bible tells us that if we go into our neighbor's wife, our soul is destroyed. We're not going to make it to the kingdom. You know? So with that, we're going we're to take our break. And Lord's will, you'll hang in there. The Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BLCC. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe, take the challenge to see are you smarter than your pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays, where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake on Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key. Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out The Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. 
That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom. Connect with the Body of Christ Church on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. Follow us on Twitter at the B-O-C-C. And view our videos on youtube.com forward slash the B-O-C-C-1. Link with us to learn more about repentance and salvation according to the Holy Bible. Remember what Christ said. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. We pray that the information on our pages guide you towards true repentance to the Heavenly Father in the name of Christ. Shalom. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Um, we're going into uh, the man in the mirror. Um, for those that didn't wasn't here for the first half of the show or just tuning in, um, we're dealing with issues within ourselves and understanding what those issues are. Um, the unspotted mirror um, is going into the Most High God and His Son Jesus Christ. So when we look in the mirror, we should see Christ. Um, so examine ourselves, just like the Bible says, know you not yourselves, that Christ is in you. So when we look in the mirror, we're supposed to see the image of Christ. So if we're coming up short of that, then we need to work on ourselves the more. So when we do look in that mirror, we will see Christ. And it's a process that it takes time to achieve, but yet start now because the, the times is at hand. Um, we don't know when Christ might be coming back in the way we see it now. It's real. It's, you look into the scriptures and you see the signs. We're in some evil times, people, and we need to really <clears throat> speed up the process to uh, understand what it is that we need to know to make it into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very, very, very important to examine ourselves. And um, let's stop looking at everybody else. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Look at your damn self. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And let's just really dig deep inside of us and see the lust that's embedded inside of us and keep it real, brothers and sisters, and understand that we ain't right. And, um, you know, and we want to be right, you know. So we want to look into the scriptures and we want to be the image of Christ. So Lord's well, we're bringing that out enough so you can look at yourself in the mirror because we really are. And we're trying real hard to, um, to look like Christ. So with that, let's go back to uh, First Peter's, and let's finish that out as we continue. <clears throat> so we're gonna go to First Peter's uh, chapter three, and um, <clears throat> start at verse four. We already went to um, just start at verse four. All right. But let it be the hidden man of the heart, and that which is not corruptible. Mm-hmm. Even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. So that that beauty that we're supposed to be looking at, like we read in verse three, who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning of the playing of the hair and of the wearing of gold or of the putting on of apparel. So our mindset shouldn't be focused with all our might on our outward appearance. 
and things that we put on our body and things of that nature, clothing and jewelry, whatever, to beautify ourselves. But let it be the hidden man of the heart, meaning let that beauty rest inside. So we need to find out what it is that's ugly inside so we can now become beautiful. Even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, that's what I want to deal with, which in which is in the sight of God of great price. And we brought it out in the weekly uh, Sabbath class, but we're going to bring it out here. Um, what is it talking about where it talks about a meek and quiet spirit? Mm-hmm. We like to really bring that out because why? Because in the sight of God, it's of great price, brother. And we know the scripture tells us that God don't judge like mm-hmm. men judge. Exactly. You know, because he's, the scripture tells us that he searched the heart mm-hmm. to see what type of person you are inside. He's not looking at the outer man. Mm-hmm. Is, is there any wisdom above the wisdom of God? Not at all. So if God is looking at the inner man, that's what we really need to focus on is the inner person. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to the book of the Apocrypha one more time um, to deal with this meek and quiet spirit. I like to always bring this out when we're dealing with this topic because it's dealing with a woman right here and it's talking about the woman of, you know, a meek and quiet spirit. But it's also referring to a man because you got to have that meek and quiet spirit also. Mm-hmm. But let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter uh, 26 because a lot of women out here need to really take heed to the scripture um, and especially, well, men and women, don't get it twisted, but dealing with a relationship, we got to understand our roles. You know what I mean? So it's very important to highlight a lot of these uh, messages that God gave us. Ecclesiastes chapter 26, let's read verse uh, 14. A silent and loving woman is a gift of the Lord. So does that mean that she has to zip it up, button it up, can't speak, she's mute. And this is why we went from First Peter 3, because of meek and quiet spirit. Because what is it talking about? It's talking about spiritually, right? A meek and quiet spirit. It ain't talking about a physical quietness. Close your mouth, you can't speak. It's talking about a quiet spirit, brother. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, read, read again, verse 14. A silent and loving woman mm-hmm. is a gift of the Lord. So that's a gift of the Lord, to have that quiet spirit. That meek and quiet spirit, you know? And there is nothing so much worth as a mind well instructed. So when you see the latter part, it's giving you the answer of what that meek and quiet spirit is. Because that quiet spirit is going to what? It's going to you instructing according to the scriptures, right? Mm -hmm. Because that meek, when you see a meek and humble person, they're going to humble themselves down to instruction. Whatever is given to them, guess what? They're just going to do it. Just like a father and mother with their children. When you give them instructions, they got to be humble enough to just do it because that's what's going to end up happening. The mother or father going to get in that behind. You see what I'm saying? The same way the father is in ours. But that meek and quiet spirit is someone that's going to humble down and just listen to their father. And they're going to do what the father tells them to do. You know? And it's the same thing when it deals with a, with a, with a man and a woman because there's a certain order that is given, brother, right? So the man is the head of his household. But a lot of times, a lot of women out here in this world, they pick the wrong man and want to leave that household. So they're not really being instructed in righteousness, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how come it's so important to understand what our roles are, because the man must have that wisdom and knowledge and understand how to even instruct his wife in the first place. And this is why a lot of men got to understand they got to step their game up as far as reading more, studying more, praying more. And understand this Bible the more. So in your relationship, it's going to help out so much more. Because how are you going to put your wife 
um, in her place when she goes off and you don't have the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And the more you teach her, the more she can put you in your place when you go off in the scriptures. So you, you're part of that union. You want to bring out something? No. Okay. Go to Proverbs now. Because it looks like you want to bring out something. I'm just thinking that when you look at this world, it's like the opposite because the woman is the one that's ruling the house in this world. Mm-hmm. Because the man, you know what? When you really look at it, and it's really, it's really sad to say, is that it's our fault on so many levels, the men, because the women can't even trust the man these days no more. So they, they have this mindset that they're so independent and they got to be on their own and run their house because a lot of men out there are failing in that, in that job of ruling their home. Yeah. You know, so they're put in a situation where it's like, man, I ain't trusting you to run nothing. Because a lot of these men is running that family right into the ground, brother. You know, they're cheating, you know, and, 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 and they're doing a lot of things, abusing. They're not getting jobs. There's just so many things out there. They're not following God. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 12. And um, we're going to go to two scriptures on this and we're going to move on. Proverbs chapter 12. Let's read verse 1. I like this scripture right here. Proverbs 12 and 1. Mm-hmm. Whoso loveth instruction, loveth knowledge. Mm. But he that hated reproof is brutish. Yeah, so whoso loveth instruction, love knowledge, meaning you're going to love the Bible. That's why a man is supposed to instruct his wife according to knowledge, meaning, meaning according to the Bible. <clears throat> so a meek and quiet spirit is someone that's going to be, that's going to love instruction. They're going to love knowledge. So when you bring out certain things according to the Bible, she's going to love it. You know what I mean? Because that's the woman we're supposed to be dealing with, a woman that's going to receive that versus a woman that is brutish, a woman that don't want to be reproved. She don't want to be corrected. Why would you deal with such a woman like that, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're not supposed to be rolling in that kind of spirit. So that's how come that hidden man that we're talking about, what's beautiful in the eyes of God with great price, is a woman that wants to be instructed by the love of Christ. You see what I'm saying? So whosoever loves instruction, loveth knowledge. Meaning what? You're going to love this Bible. You're going to love the word of God. When you hear it, you're going to be like, yes. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Not because you're saying it, but because Christ is saying it. You see what I'm saying? And you love that instruction. That's, that's a beautiful union. That's a beautiful woman. And that's a beautiful man that's instructing her according to the scriptures, brother. So how can you fail in that relationship, brother? There should be no failing. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 5. But the reason why we fail is because a lot of times there's an individual that don't want to follow. Right? So let's go to Proverbs chapter 5 and read verse 12. And say, how have I hated instruction in my, in my heart, despise reproof? Because a lot of people do hate instruction. A lot of people do despise reproof, meaning they don't want to be corrected according to the knowledge of God. What, what comes with hatred? What comes with a person that don't want to be corrected, brother? What follows that? What kind of spirit does an does a individual be in when they don't want to be corrected? Hatred. The spirit of Satan, really, because they're going to have hatred and bitterness. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. When you're correcting them, they're going to have hatred and bitterness. Mm-hmm. So They're going to want to argue. There's just going to be a lot of confusion going on. Because they're going to want to argue. Mm-hmm. It's going to go into strife. It's going to go into a fight. It could go physically, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of uh, like unquietness in your home. There's not going to be peace because nobody doesn't want to roll in the spirit of correction or someone 
don't want to roll in the spirit of correction. So it's going to cause a lot of a lot of agony and pain in your household. So it's going to be tumultuous in your home. And why would we want to live that way, right? So it says, and say, how have I hated instruction? So when you say you hate instruction, what is that really saying? You want to be left to your own devices. You want to do what you want to do. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to deal with correction. Because when you hate instruction, we just read um, in verse. I mean, uh, Proverbs twelve. Taking my time with this so people can understand. Whoever, whosoever loveth instruction, love knowledge. So they hate knowledge. They don't want to hear the word of God. They don't want to hear the words of Christ. I hate that. Get that out my face. You know what I mean? So they don't want to hear that. So why? That's why God is saying a woman that's like this is of great price. Mm-hmm. But what about a woman that's not like this? It's just like the scripture we, the scripture we read in um, was that St. John the third chapter where it talks about light is coming to the world. Mm-hmm. And everyone that coming to the life love it. Uh, I'm, I'm murdering the scripture right now. But, they, they, but, they, but he said he that hated the light uh, loveth the darkness. Because he that coming to the light, that, that that their light may be reproved, that it is wrought in God. Exactly. But those that hate the light is because they love darkness. They love being evil. They love continuing in wickedness. Yeah, they love darkness rather than light. Yeah, exactly. They love darkness rather than light. So they're gonna they're gonna bicker and beef all the time. So that's the person that's looking into the mirror mm-hmm. and seeing the dirtiness and the corruption that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And they continue their way dealing with that and saying the hell with what the scriptures are saying. I enjoy this, so this is what I'm gonna do. I enjoy evil. I love evil rather than than. Uh, I mean, I love darkness rather than light. That's what they're saying. I don't want to be reproved. I don't want to change. Leave me the hell alone. Let me be who I want to be. Mm-hmm. So how can God is saying that's not a great price, woman? There's no value in that. You're not worth no value. Not no virtuous woman. You see what I'm saying? Where's your morals? <laughs> Where's your morals at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but read on. Read verse 12 and 13 together. Proverbs uh, 5 to 12. And say, how have I hated instruction mm-hmm. and my heart despised reproof? Read. And have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to them that instructed me. Yeah, because to obey the voices of teachers, we got to understand. God set us up to teach the word of God, right? Yeah. But who do we learn it from? God. Exactly. Is it our doctrine? No. No. So we're just passing on the information that was given to us. We had to bow down ourselves. We didn't, we didn't come to the word already clean. Mm-hmm. We came to the word. We looked in the mirror and saw all kinds of spots and wrinkles and, and blemishes. And we had to, we had, we still working on it to this day. You know, we're still working on lining ourselves up with that perfect image of Christ. And so, it's our job to help others line themselves up. So, you know, it's not like we're we telling you to do something that we're not doing. Exactly. And, and if you see a wrinkle in us, mm-hmm. by all means, help us get rid of that wrinkle. Exactly. Instruct us also. We're not above instruction. Nobody's above instruction when it comes to this knowledge. That's right. So so we went through the same process when we first came in. Exactly. So you and know, still going through. Exactly. So we went through that same process, still going through that process, but we're not hating reproof. Why? Because we love life and we want to make it into the kingdom. Because we wanna we wanna be uh 
we want we want to be that unspotted mirror. Exactly. We want to get the spots, any spots we see in that mirror, we want it to be removed. That's why we love reproof. That's right. So that's how come the most high God is saying that is a great price. So let's go back to first Peter three real quick, unless you want to bring out something else. First Peter three and what? Uh four again. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. So the hidden man meaning the beautiful inward man and that which is not corruptible even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit mm-hmm. which is in the sight of God of great price. So that's of great great value in the eyes of the most high God. You know what I mean? Because you got to understand man when we operate this way we're it's just priceless like it's so much beauty in that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go to the scripture on that too. It's just so much beauty in that when we operate that way that the whole world going to see that beauty and know what it is, for what it is. And this is what's supposed to be a man, woman, and child, brother. We're supposed to operate in that hidden man of beauty. And that's what we're supposed to look at, have that spiritual eye of what beauty really is versus that, you know, judging according to appearance. Exactly. You know? Let me bring that uh, mm-hmm. to Timothy. Yeah. Let's go to First Timothy, the fourth chapter. Yeah, let's go to that. Because I think it. It's good to look at that when we're looking at the outer appearance, examine the outer appearance mm-hmm. in comparison to the inner, the inner person. All right. So we're going to First uh, Timothy real quick. Is it First? Yeah, First Timothy four. Mm-hmm. Four and eight. All right. First Timothy chapter four. <coughs> yeah, I love this scripture. Let's actually start at verse seven. All right. All right. Yeah, let's start at verse seven. Um, First Timothy chapter four, verse seven. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Because that's part of what this world is into is mm-hmm. is wise fables and lies and idolatry, mm-hmm. things that are made up by men and evil spirits that that they worship in. And then when they find out that they're dealing with these things, they they want to hold on to them. Exactly. And even a lot of people don't don't understand that a lot of things are passed on from generation to generation. And then when we live in our homes, we pick up certain traits, this learned behavior that we picked up from our mothers and our fathers. Like if there was an abuse relationship going on in our home, we would follow that. You know, when they give us advice, they give us advice that's from, from the old, from what they learned from their forefathers. You know what I'm saying? So advice that was brought down to you on how to deal with certain relationships was brought to you. But it wasn't according to the scriptures. Yeah. It was according to according to their own mind on how they dealt with things because they love darkness rather than light. So they're, they're, when you counsel with them, it ain't true counsel of the most high God. So they're giving you bad advice, and you wonder why things are failing around you. You yeah. see? And also when it talks about uh, exercise thyself mm-hmm. rather in godliness, it's just like when we was dealing with um, Hebrews, the fifth chapter, where it talks about... Um, we belong to those that have their senses exercised because mm-hmm. when you first start applying these things, it may be difficult, but as you grow in it, mm-hmm. you get stronger and stronger. You're exercising yourself. You're exercising your senses to deal when you when you sense yourself going into sin, when you sense yourself getting angry. You're exercising yourself to, to withdraw from those type of spirits. Exactly. When, you're, when you sense yourself wanting to deal with vengeance, you exercise yourself to not deal with vengeance. 
Mm-hmm. You exercise yourself to deal with patience. You exercise yourself to deal with communication and counsel mm-hmm. instead of going into anger mm-hmm. and hatred. You know, and you 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 stay away from uh, things which are contrary to the spirit of righteousness, mm-hmm. contrary to the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, it's an exercise because when you when you was in the world, you wasn't you wasn't applying these things. When you was in the world, you went right into anger. When you was in the world, you went right into vengeance. You went right into fornication. So now you got to grow into doing the opposite and doing the things which are pleasing in the eyes of God. All right, verse 8. Matter of fact, yeah, because the class that we had on this, man, you should probably send that out on, on exercising our senses because that's what people got to really understand because that in itself is a class in itself on what we brought out about exercising, you know. And when we go into verse 8, we'll bring out a little bit more anyway. Um, I'll read verse 8. For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Check that out. For body exercise profit little. So when you look at that term body exercise, because mm-hmm. you're looking in the mirror to see if your body's built, your muscles are, uh, are big and thick and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that may look good and everything, but it's it's a little little bit profitable. You know, it, it's good to eat right and everything. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good you know, to work to out. Keep your weight down. Mm-hmm. There's some profit to it. That's right. But where the great profit is, it says for body exercise profit little. So that that beauty, that outer appearance, yeah, there's some profit to it, but it's a little profit to it. But godliness, which is the righteousness, you looking in the spiritual mirror, but godliness is profitable unto all things because it's helping you deal with your situation in this life. It's helping you deal with your situation in your relationship mm-hmm. with your wife. It's helping you deal with, with things in your relationship with your uh with people at work, mm-hmm. with your children, mm-hmm. with other brothers and sisters that you're dealing with. It's helping you establish peace in your life right now. That's why it says, it says, but for bodily exercise profit a little, but godliness is profitable into all things, having promise of the life that now is. Mm-hmm. So it's helping you deal with your life right now. It's helping you improve your life right now. And of that which is to come, because now you're not only improving your life in this world, but you're also opening yourself up to to eternal life. That's right. And and when you work out, like I always bring out, so I'm gonna bring it out also again, is that when you work out, when you first go into the gym, you're just not strong. You have to build yourself up to become strong. So a lot of times you get a trainer or you get someone to spot you, you get a workout partner, whatever the case may be. And after a while, you first come in, you're not you're not as strong with your arms or your back or your chest. But then after a couple of months, you, you start lifting more weight because you add more weight, you become stronger. And you're like, wow, I can lift more now. I'm mm-hmm. becoming powerful. I'm becoming strong. You know, it's the same thing in your relationships. When you exercise more the scriptures, your relationships become stronger. It becomes stronger at home, becomes stronger outside of your home at work, like you said. So the more you exercise, the more you're going to get stronger in certain areas of your life, dealing with stress or dealing with lack of communication or dealing with grudging or dealing with hatred or dealing with um, fornication. Whatever the case may be, you become stronger to where you can fight against these demons. Exactly. So this is what a lot of people got to understand because like the brother got here, Yawanson got right here um, about little profit dealing with working out. 
but righteousness, the real prophet. Yeah. Because you're going to see those spiritual muscles. You're going to feel good. You're going to feel confident in those areas. So now dealing with these things, you're stronger now. I'm confident, you know, to go after what it is in front of me, man, because I've been working out. Yeah. And we have to work out spiritually. That's why you have to study these scriptures. And, and a lot of people get out of work, go to the gym and do all this and make time to, to go to the gym, but make time to read the Bible. You know, that's the real gym. <laughs> that's the real workout. But a lot of people are skipping that. But that's why we got to somehow, some way, you got you to gotta get it in there. Because why? That's the most profit in life. Looking at that spiritual mirror. Mm-hmm. Stop being so concerned about that physical mirror, but, but be more concerned about that spiritual mirror. Because mm-hmm. there's way more profit in that. You're talking about eternal life. You straight with that? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Right. Cool. Um, let's. Matter of fact, I don't want to go back to First Peter's now because there's a couple points I want to bring out. Um, when you got time, whoever's listening, you want to read First Peter's three. It's a lot of a lot of information in that. But I want to move on to something real quick. Um, Ecclesiastes and the Apocrypha again. It's a lot of information in the Apocrypha dealing with this subject about beauty. Because um, when you look at the man in the mirror, that's, supposed to, that's what you're supposed to be looking at, mm-hmm. that beauty, you know, and, and, and understand what, what it is that you're trying to, to uh, in other words, get rid of those blemishes, you know, those imperfections that's in you. You want to become beautiful. So we're going to go to Ecclesiastes 25, one of Hashiach's favorite scriptures. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, we, we have to bring that out, dealing with this topic at hand. It's so, so important. All right. Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha, mm-hmm. or the book of Sarah, mm-hmm. chapter 25, verse 1. Yeah, verse 1. In three things I was beautified. So he's letting you know these are three things I was beautified. Read on. And stood up beautiful, both before God and men. So God is going to be like, that's a great price, like we mm-hmm. said earlier about that meek and quiet spirit. Yeah. God sees it himself. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's my son, and he's beautiful. That's my daughter, and he and she's beautiful. And even when men is even talking about men seeing and say, "Wow, that's mm-hmm. beautiful." Exactly. Women, men meaning men and women, they see it, they're like, "Man, that's nice. That's beautiful." Exactly. Then you might even have other children, you know, that have parents and say, "I wish you was like him. I wish you was like her. They're beautiful." You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's gonna see it around you. You know, people around you, they'd be like, "Yo, your husband is beautiful." Yo, your wife is beautiful. Your children are beautiful. They're going to see that beauty. And they're not talking about no outward appearance either. They're talking about how you conduct yourself, how you deal with situations. But how do we get this? We got it from God, you know? And what this, uh, when it's talking about three things I was beautified, it's talking about wisdom, which is the word of God. Mm-hmm. Because what, just to make sure everybody understand that, when you read 24 and 1, it says, this is where it starts at. Mm-hmm. It says, wisdom shall praise herself. And shall glory in the midst of her people. That's right. And as you read on, it's, it's continued talking about wisdom, which is the words of God. And verse 25 picks up going, In three things I was beautified and stood up beautiful both before God and men. The unity of brethren. Mm-hmm. And I want to pause there because when you deal with the word of God, it shows us how to deal righteously with each other. So we can look at each other and be like, yo, this is a good brother. Mm-hmm. Even a sister dealing with the words, yo, this is a beautiful sister, man. You know, because of the way we conduct ourselves and how we treat one another. And these, this understanding comes from the word of God by us looking 
at ourselves, taking a spiritual look at ourselves in the mirror and make the necessary corrections. So when we're dealing with another brother, he's like, yo, there's no beef here. There's no problems. Mm-hmm. You know, doors are always open because we have a beautiful relationship with one another because we're applying the commandments of God. Yeah, our unity of brother goes into a lot of stuff. When we did a class, we brought out each step, and we brought we went in detail on a lot of different things. Um, but like you said, and also um, there's a lot of stuff with that. We're dealing with certain situations. That's why counsel and a lot of other things apply. And the unity of brother, that bond that you have, and that trust and that bond is unbreakable. Yeah. Because you know one is looking out for the other, and you love one another. And I always got your back. So it's a lot to the unity of brother. Yeah. Because the commandments, you know, it schools you. Like they tell you, like if you have a problem with how you deal with the problem, if you mm-hmm. if you thinking the brother thinking something right, what what do you do? Mm-hmm. The scriptures show you on how to do these things. Mm-hmm. And that's why we said the world is ugly. When you when you t- when you open up the Bible, you see the commandments. Then you look at the world and you see how they deal it. Then you see, wow, this is an ugly world we're in mm-hmm. because the commandments of God are being put to the side. And everybody's dealing on their emotions, and everybody's dealing selfishly. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read that again. It says, in three things I was beautified, instead of beautiful, both before God and men. The unity of brethren, mm-hmm. the love of neighbors. So the love of neighbors is, is very similar to the unity of brethren. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you see the love of neighbors, a lot of that also is going to correction, too. You know what I'm saying? Because we correct one another and we deal with one another because we care for one another. Because if you love someone, you're not going to let them walk around and be spotted. You know what I'm saying? You're going you're gonna to try to deal with them according to the knowledge of the Most High God. You know, I'm going to give you a, a good example of the love of neighbors, too, because mm-hmm. a neighbor could be somebody you don't know. But there's going to be love there because, like the scriptures tell you, if, if your neighbor's a, a, a flock went astray and you see him, exactly. you bring him back to your neighbor. Exactly. That's love. And that neighbor, he may not know you, but he's like, wow, this dude went out of his way to bring my sheep yeah. back to me. Exactly. And he can respect that. Exactly. So there's going to be the love there. Or if you find something that belongs to your neighbor, you don't take it and put it in your pocket and say, oh, man, father's keepers, losers, weepers. Yeah, exactly. But you're going to bring it to the neighbor and say, look, man, you lost this. So it's all righteous dealings, man, which, which could heal this world if people took heed to it. Yeah, because that's why the scriptures tell us, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Why is it saying that? You got to be good to the wicked and the good, man, you, to the evil and, and, and the bad. Why? Because the most high God is like that. He said, I reign on the righteous and the unrighteous. Mm-hmm. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? So the sun come up among all of us. All he's saying is the most high God is saying that we're supposed to deal with everyone according to knowledge, regardless of how wicked someone is. If you can't hold a grudge regardless if someone did something to you you can't get them back like regardless we got to operate according to the scripture regardless who it is exactly. so that love of neighbors even though we understand is going to more or less the unity of us and in, in israel as, itself as a whole but outside of that we still got to show that love and that kindness towards those that are without too exactly you know what i'm saying but let's read on the love of neighbors Mm-hmm. A man and a wife that agreed together. See, this right here, we all know is a topic in itself, and we could go on and on to the break of dawn. And we have been going on and mm-hmm. on to the break of dawn, dealing with all each and one of us in the church and, and trying to deal with certain situations in our homes. But because this is a ma- that's a major issue. Mm-hmm. A man and a wife agree together. And, and, and the scripture that we went to prior to this, a couple of scriptures back, where we talked about a meek and quiet spirit, 
you know, because ain't nothing greater than that, man. Because when y'all come together, why would y'all not have the same mind again? Because we're going according to the scriptures to bring these things out on how to correct one another. Yeah. So that's a beautiful thing. So okay. that's why the scripture says the most high has brought us in peace, you know, and the most high has shown us how to keep the peace in the house. And a lot of issues that you see that men and women have in a relationship is based on them letting Satan come in, you know, they them letting anger come in, them letting bitterness come in, them letting uh um holding a grudge come in, and these things come in from Satan and they destroy relationships. But the Bible, the word of God, the beauty of his knowledge shows us how to counteract these things and how to have our senses exercised to detect when these spirits are coming upon us. Exactly. When that when um to sense when uh bitterness is coming in, to mm-hmm. sense when um uh hanger and grudging is coming in mm-hmm. and that we're not supposed to deal with those spirits. We're supposed wow. to combat those spirits mm-hmm. and and dwell in peace and harmony and mercy. Have that understanding spirit, have that forgiving spirit, being able to talk and communicate with one another. These are the things that the knowledge of the most high shows us and those us applying that understanding will heal a relationship and it will build a relationship to be strong so that when other men and women see that relationship, they're like, wow, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. But when you see a man and a husband that's arguing and debating and fighting and devouring one another, that's ugly. That's true. That's ugly. So that's that's looking in the mirror also, you know what I'm saying? That's you looking in the mirror and seeing how your relationship is. Mm-hmm. And you're not, don't point at your wife or don't point at your mm-hmm. husband, but work on yourself and line yourself up. Your husband or your wife line themselves up mm-hmm. with the scriptures and you will see, the you know, the Heavenly Father will work miracles in your life and you'll have peace. That's why we read that in 1 Timothy 4 and 8 where, where, the promise of this life, that you'll have a better life in this life by applying the beauty of the scriptures, and you also have, you know, the promise of eternal life. So when people really focus on, like we always say, the outward appearance, um, how beautiful it is when you see a beautiful woman, and, and she's at her best, and then you see a man when he's at his best, you know, how handsome he may look, um, and and we see that as human beings, and we say that's beautiful, mm-hmm. and we embrace that, right? But now it says in three things I was beautified. So these three things that you're saying he was beautified and stood up beautiful um, before God and men, the union of brethren. So when, he, when when the Most High God see that, that is beauty in that, just like we look at the outward appearance. And and the same thing, the love of neighbors, that's beauty in that, the way you deal in the union of brethren. That's beautiful. And a man and a wife that agree together in the eyes of God, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You see? And, and that's the beauty that we should definitely work on because that's why we look in the mirror because you want to look good before you go out and leave your house. Well, we're talking about the making it to the kingdom, baby. You know, we're talking about being beautified inwardly and let's stop looking at the outward appearance and let's start peeling off those layers and look inside and, and start working on ourselves to be beautiful both before God and man Jump down to verse 7 real quick I want to bring this point out Read, read verse 7 So Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 25 We're going to read verse 7 
There be nine things which I have judged in my heart to be happy. So we want to focus on being happy. This is a, a joyful thing. Read on. And the tenth, I will utter with my tongue. Mm-hmm. A man that has joy of his children, mm. and he that liveth to see the fall of his enemies. Read on. Well is him that dwelleth with a wife of understanding. See, that's the point I wanted. Well is him that dwelleth with a wife of understanding. Because it's talking about happiness. I want to I want to hold on before we even get to the wife of understanding, because I want us to look at the joy of children. The and all joy that. of yeah, children. I understand because, that. Yeah. Because we know that according to the scriptures, when we raise our children, we're supposed to be instructing them mm-hmm. in the commandments of the Most High. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you really truly going to have that joy. Because if your child is raised is being raised and they fear God and they follow the Most High, mm-hmm. I mean, what beautiful, uh, what, what, how much beauty can can be above that? Because you know what? No, happy you're gonna be. That's why that word happy yeah. it, it highlights it. Because you know, you know, they're not gonna be out there in fornication. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not gonna be out there dealing with drugs. You know, you're not going to be a thief or a crook and, and, you know, murder, killing. And, you know, they're going to be somebody that a well-rounded individual, mm-hmm. you know, a well-rounded individual. I mean, you can instruct them. They, you know, they still can fall into peer pressure and go and do wickedness. Yeah, we know that. But yeah. you did your part. You mm-hmm. have to instruct them. Mm-hmm. And for them to take that instruction and grow in it, that's a beautiful thing. You know, it really is because I already knew once we hit that, that's why I didn't want it because we go crazy on the joy of children so much because you know how happy you are. Like this is this dude on the job now, you know, where I'm at. I was talking to him. He's 24 years old, you know, and I was like, I know your mother and father got to be proud of you, man. You know what I mean? 24 years old, you're working for the state, you know, you're doing good for yourself. Your mother and father got to be proud of you. Mm-hmm. He was like, I hope so. And I was like, what do you mean you hope so? Because if I was your father, I'd be proud of you. You know, you escape all the other foolishness out there in the world. You got a nice job right now that that you can retire early. You know what I mean? And that's a beautiful thing because a lot of people don't get to have that at a young age. Yeah. You know, but we, you know. Those are the obstacles you can fall into because you don't have that knowledge. Exactly. But we understand the Bible in itself. And But I'm, I'm looking at it as, a, as an avenue of the world, how, like, I know your parents is happy that you got this job. You know what I mean? Because even if the scriptures don't get it twisted, if you, your, your family follow these scriptures and, and find a job like that, you're going to be happy for them. But I'm just trying to highlight that, like, yo, that was a joyful moment. Like, yo, I'll be proud. You escaped everything in those streets, and you made it here at an early age? And he doesn't go out. He don't hang out like that? That's a beautiful thing. You ain't got to worry about your son. And that's the same thing like you said. You ain't got to worry about them getting to no beef down the street. Over drugs, selling drugs. You ain't got to worry about no beef because someone's sleeping with somebody's girl. You know what I mean? Having children out of wedlock. Exactly. So all this drama that could come in your home, you know, you're just so happy that you have a good kid. Why? Because of the scriptures. How happy, how joyful. It's so joyful to see your children doing good, man. And and, and, and you just sit back in awe this, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a loss of words. Um, But reverse eight again. Well is him that dwelleth with a wife of understanding. And and I want to highlight that part because of the latter part in verse one where it says a man and a wife that agree together. But, but you know what? That part of verse eight is what also helped establish verse seven. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, exactly. Establish verse seven. Exactly. As a union to raise your kids and 
and all that good stuff. But but also the key point I want women to focus on on this scripture is it talks about a wife of understanding. That means the wife got to study, brother. Mm-hmm. The wife got to know them scriptures too, brother. She got to spend time in studying and, and exercising, like we said earlier, and building up her strength and her weaknesses too. Yeah, because she got to be looking into the mirror herself. Exactly, because a lot of women get lazy with it and allow their man just to do all the studying. No. Yeah. You yourself have to spend time with studying yourself exactly. and understanding what the scripture the scripture is saying for yourself because you got to enter into the kingdom too, homestead. Yeah. Because look at Lot's wife. At any given time, you could turn back. And it goes for a lot of foolishness out here with these men that call themselves Israel and teach a wicked doctrine that women ain't in this truth. It's just a man thing because a woman got to have understanding too. Mm-hmm. She's got to make it into the... Uh, into the kingdom for herself because her husband can go the hell off and go into wickedness. Then where the women going? And, and wickedness with him? So he jump off the bridge, you going to jump too? Mm-hmm. So you have to study and understand these scriptures for yourself and build a relationship with God for yourself. And not just that, what about people around you? You got to be able to be that light among darkness. So you have to study to know how to deal with certain situations to give advice. To help other people because you gotta know these scriptures too. Yeah. You gotta be able to raise your children too. You gotta be able to deal with your mother, your father, your coworkers, and your lust also. Because a lot of women don't understand that it's so important to study these scriptures. I'm just trying to highlight it, man, because you have to freaking study, man. Yeah. Because it can help out your relationship the more, man, at home. Because you, you also are going to be attacked by demons. Exactly. Those evil spirits are coming upon you also, so you got to build up your spiritual muscle. Exactly. You ain't going to be able to fight off your husband's spiritual muscle. You got to have your own spiritual spiritual muscle. Mm-hmm. Well, Satan's trying to take you out. He's mm-hmm. getting into your head. He might use you to get to your husband. Exactly. So you have to be a strong defense also. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's beautiful to have a woman with understanding because that's going to help build that man up. You know, it's going to help him build up, build himself up in the spirit. Because mm-hmm. if he's going to do drama with his wife, that's going to make him weak in the spirit. So exactly. he needs a strong sister that's also building up her spiritual muscle. As he builds up his spiritual muscle, and together as a unit, they'd be a force unstoppable. It speaks to that also in First um, Timothy's the third chapter where it talks about that your prayers be not hindered because both of y'all exactly are one are one in Christ. You're not, not separate. one in Christ. So when you're building up that spiritual muscle, brother, like you said, great point is that you're not separate. Oh, just like the brother just brought out, not as separate but as one flesh. Why? Exactly. Because you're one body um, working out. You're exercising together. You know. If one person is doing the working out and the other one's not, you're still one body. You're weak somewhere. There's a weakness going on. Mm-hmm. But when you're working out together, you become stronger together, and you can fight off those demons together. Exactly. And, and this is what we have to work on, becoming strong together. Not only in the husband and the wife situation, but as a church as a whole. See, you don't just stop at the husband and the wife. It's also the body of the church. When we come together, we work out and we exercise because that's what it talks about, those weak links. And when you talk about those weak links, then you start talking about <laughs> then you start talking about the arm and you talk about the leg and you talk about the eye. And you start talking and then it starts getting serious. You see what I'm saying? And these parts gotta be broken off. Why? Because we'd rather make it into the kingdom main, right? 
But see, we don't want to take it to that level because if we come stronger together, we all going to make it to the kingdom because we got to work on ourselves together and exercise as a unit in the body of Christ. That's how deep it really is. You want to get deep because we're all part of that union together. It don't just stop at the husband and wife, but it, it, it goes out abroad to the whole church. So that's how come we're, we deal with one another in, in, in certain situations we're going through and we get advice from other people that's been there, done that. And you become stronger because you're exercising together as a unit to become a strong church. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Good point. And that and that makes a beautiful, beautiful thing going on. And, and this is why we're talking about beauty. But you know that's an excellent point you brought because it shows that there's strength, just like there's strength in the in the in the unit of the husband and wife by both of them being grounded in the scriptures. There's also strength in the church by every individual in the church. Being well grounded in the scriptures and playing their part and playing their part exactly. So it shows you how important you are, not just as an individual. That person in the mirror plays a very important part in the whole body of Christ and that whole body of the church. So when you look in that mirror, you know you have an important role. And if you are dirty or you have a spot or a blemish, you know you have to work on it because you're not only strengthening yourself, but you're strengthening the whole body. Right. No, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, we can move on. No, let's get ready to sum it up. We only got a minute or two. We want to just get a scripture or two so we can just sum it up. Because there's a lot of stuff we might could even add to it next week. Or oh, I can't. Yeah, well, the, well, the next time we come together, though, we could probably do like a part two to it to add on or something off of branching off of it. But uh, give me one second. Because there's a couple scriptures that I have in, in that order. But uh, I'll tell you what. We could just sum it up. Let's sum it up with uh with Ephesians what we went through last week. Let's just sum it up with that real quick. So we're going to the book of Ephesians real quick. Let's just sum it up with this. Um let's just sum it up with this right now. And Lord's well, we if we want, we could add to it next time we come together, you know? Uh Ephesians two. Um this is a couple of points I want to bring out because we we'll sum it up. I think we're also hitting uh maybe this is examine yourselves. Reunite yourselves, that's what you're mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to bring that out in the beginning, but it slipped my mind. Well, we, we said it so many times today anyway. Examine yourselves, don't unite yourselves, yeah. that Christ is in you. But uh, matter of fact, we'll go to that first and then read this. Second Corinthians, I'm sorry, people. We'll go to Second Corinthians chapter 13 anyway. Second, sorry about that. Second Corinthians chapter 13, and I'll read it. If you want to bring out something, I'll just read it. Uh, examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Yeah, because the reason why I really wanted to hit that scripture in the beginning because it really shows you that we have to. It's just like looking in that mirror. When you look in the mirror, you're looking at your hair. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at your, you know, your eyes, your face. Mm-hmm. Make sure your hair is combed right, your teeth is brushed, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no blemishes, all you nothing stuck in your teeth or nothing like that. Exactly. So you're making sure there's no blemishes there before you go out in the world. Mm-hmm. And we, as members of Christ, that's supposed to be in the faith of Christ, we're supposed to examine ourselves on a daily basis, just like you examine yourself on a daily basis in the mirror. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to examine ourselves on a daily basis and make sure that we're dealing with the blemishes that we do have. To bring ourselves to that perfection. 
Mm-hmm. We're supposed to make sure that we that we are crucifying the old man daily. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to examine the things that are wrong with us. We have to make sure we see those things that are wrong with us, see those blemishes that are wrong with us. Look in that mirror of the perfect law of the Heavenly Father in Christ and make sure we measure it up to that. And take this, the necessary steps to bring ourselves up to that level. That's a beautiful thing. You, you Did you have something else you want to connect with it or no? No, no, that's all I'm on. Yeah, we'll just end it with this scripture. I'm not even going to Ephesians then. We're going to go to this one and we're just going to end it. First uh, Corinthians chapter 6. This is what we're going to end it with. First Corinthians chapter 6. Reverse, uh, verse 19. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the holy of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and you are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify glorify God in your body, and in your spirit, mm. which are God's. In your spirit. Mm. This is a hot scripture. So a lot of people don't realize that they're walking around here freely, doing whatever the hell they want to do. But the reason why you're still alive now is because of the Most High God sent His Son, and, and He died um, for our sins, so we wouldn't die, right? Mm-hmm. And to cleanse us. But now He said we've been bought with a price, brother. Mm-hmm. And what is that price? And this is why the whole class and the whole show today showed that we have to start looking at that inward man, because that price is going to us cleaning ourselves up, right? And changing into that image and that that true beauty of the Most High God. So that means we're looking in the mirror. We're looking at the man in the mirror and saying, yo, we've been bought with a price. Mm-hmm. We got to glorify Christ in us. We just read that scripture about examine yourselves, don't you not that Christ is in you? So we've been bought with a price. We, we, we're indebted into this man. We're indebted into him, the Son of God. He died for me. Me? This foolish man that I am? Me? The corrupt man that I am. So, in other words, that law of liberty that we read earlier, now we have that law of liberty, because you're looking at that man in the mirror, right? You got that law of liberty to now say, you know what? He granted us mercy to now work on ourselves to correct ourselves because we've been bought with that price. So, if we're going to have that image of Christ, brothers and sisters out there, we only have a little bit of time because that liberty is running out. So, you have to look in that mirror now and examine yourself. We owe it to the Most High God, His Son, Jesus Christ. If we're going to make it to the kingdom, look what Christ did for us. He died for us and did no wrong. We the one was filthy, full of fornication, full of idolatry, full of hatred and all these things inside of us. But yet he died for us, the wicked us. <laughs> We've been bought with a price. So we have to understand that now we have the image of Christ in us. But the rest of the world don't understand that, brother. And a lot of brothers and brothers and sisters in the church don't understand that. You want to know why? Because when you really see it at the end of the day, that we owe our life to him. We have to become that image. We have to look in that mirror. There's no refusing to look in that mirror. We have to look at that mirror and look at the inner man and say, you know what? I'm ugly. Yeah, examine that in the inner man. Mm-hmm. If you want to make it to the kingdom. And, you know, the thing... Thing too, if you think about it, man, if the whole world, we know it's not going to happen, but if the whole world were to examine themselves mm-hmm. and brought themselves to the image of Christ, this world, this world would be healed. This world would be like paradise. Exactly. So, 
each individual that understands that and don't do it mm-hmm. is a selfish individual mm-hmm. because you're not doing it because you want to fulfill your lust. But we, we're not selfish individuals. Mm-hmm. We should not be selfish individuals because the scriptures speak about selfish individuals. Mm-hmm. And the, those that are in the body of Christ are not selfish individuals. And and if and if there's something inside of you that you need to work on or you're ashamed of, the scripture says exercise. We've been reading it all day, all night. We got to exercise that use to become stronger, man. Exercise. Exercise. Go to the gym, meaning go to the Bible. <laughs> work out. Read those scriptures. Work on yourself. Keep trying to apply where you're weak at, and you will become stronger. And you need a trainer, and you need to be spotted, call a brother up. We're going to spot you. Call a sister up. She's going to spot you. Meaning whatever you weaken in that area of your life, and you need someone to help you work on that area, that muscle, that spiritual muscle, then holler at someone that will help you in that situation where you become stronger and stronger. And the more you work out, you're going to overcome it and defeat it. All right. With that, we're going to say shalom. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we hope you found the show to be edifying and um, giving all praise to the Most High in Christ for the understanding. And Most High in the name of Christ, bless you. Shalom. Shalom. Gonna make a change for once in my life. Gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. As I turn up the collar, my favorite winter coat. The wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street. Not enough to eat Who am I to be blind Pretending not to see them
secret change. It's gonna feel real good. 